1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Super J Cost. I'm Joel, joined by Damon McDonald. How are you, Damon McDonald?
0: <laughs> I'm good, Joel. Joel, it's no name. We're <laughs> uh, good. It's um, a lot of a lot of exciting things in pro wrestling, that's for sure. Some of them have to do with New Japan Pro Wrestling, but yeah, it's a it's a very interesting time to be a fan of, the, of uh this sport slash entertainment, slash whatever it is.
1: Um, did you watch the old uh, Rampage First Dance CM Punk gimmick? I did, yeah. I watched it live. Um, uh, before before you give us your thoughts on that, Damon, can I just ask you, what was your r- relationship with uh, CM Punk? We made priorities? it out a couple times. <laughs> we, uh, we made it just once or twice. I knew we're it.
0: Gonna, <laughs> it wasn't anything serious. I mean, you know, we hooked up a couple times. No big deal. Yeah, you know, like a lot of the same bands, you know. Um, just comfortably slid into the fuck buddy scenario. I mean, you know, listen, he would, he would text me up and be like,
1: uh,
0: uh, come on over. Um, look, I like him a lot uh, in all truthfulness. He was one of my favorites, um, especially from a really stagnant pro wrestling scene, at um, least for me in the States. He was a breath of fresh air for me. Um, so, yeah, I was a pretty big fan during his Ring of Honor days. Saw him a lot in Philly. Um, he used to live in Philly. but see him all the time. Um, he used to live in Philly when he was doing the um, training for Ring of Honor and kind of running the show a little bit. Anywho, yeah, I was excited because, uh, man, I'll tell you what. We Haven't heard a reaction like that in a long, long time, Joel. And anticipation and buzz. And uh, the first time I watched it, I was in the bar, we had people over, and it was a little noisy. But I, I, me and this other dude, uh, neighbor up the street, um, who stopped by. all oh, the him and his wife walked the dogs, and they always stopped for a beer until it's gotten to a, a tradition thing. Uh, they were there, and he's like, Oh, let's watch. You was talking about wrestling and all his fandom. And, uh, yeah, it was on. It was exciting. I was I was definitely pumped up. And then I watched it again, just, you know, because you when you watch shit with people, it's, you miss shit. Um, and it was just as good. It really was a good moment, man. It was a fun moment. It was a moment that kind of brought you back uh, to why you like pro wrestling. So, um, yeah, AEW is fucking red hot right now. And punk, from what I understand, you know. Well, he popped the house number one. That and that and that crowd was wanted it. They were for it. And then um, didn't he sell like the most t-shirts or some shit like that ever on pro wrestling tees in like twenty four? Yeah, he said
1: he said the biggest sell since the Bone Soldier t-shirt. And I was like, what? That <laughs> that Bone Soldier, the one, the one who's like teaming up with Billy Gunn. And uh, <laughs> but them. no, it. They. I think it was like the generic Bullet Club.
0: T-shirt is what they meant. Yeah. I mean, think about that. And he did that in what? You know, two days? And, you know, and think about how many Bullet Club T-shirts you've seen. Two days. Just fucking blew it out of the water. And I I do like the T-shirt, too. And I may have ordered one. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe I did. Um, Yeah, it's exciting. I'm I'm, I'm into it. Uh, Listen, I hate to say it. I know people might not want to hear it, but I'm going to tune in every week. I'm going to tune in every week because uh, that's one fucking exciting pro wrestling program for me.
1: Yeah. I mean, we're not the types to dig our heels in and be like, oh, we hate AEW. It's very, very hot right now, as you say. And there is a a New Japan element to it because he was specifically asked uh, in the presser, about would he work for new japan and i think the phrasing was something along the lines of if tony khan asks me to do the g1 i'll do it which was a very weird way to say it like i can't imagine a scenario where tony khan is like punk you've got to work that g1 for us buddy (laughs) to (laughs) to me that seems (laughs) extremely extremely unlikely but uh i mean to me uh, cm punk has always been a guy who the the appeal has been the promos and the characters and the stories rather than uh in ring i mean in ring very very good don't get me wrong but it's not like he's the sort of person you're expecting to churn out, match of the year bangers one after another, so um I don't think G one would be a good fit for him, but like, obviously it's not going to happen this year, even next year. I just think uh he would be better in that kind of sort of Jericho slot as a uh, sort of a, a featured attraction you know you, you put him up in the, the the big shows the flagship shows you know your you dominion your do wrestle kingdom blah 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 to have uh, big singles matches with big names and and i would say guys where the the appeal is in the the story and the feud and the significance rather than you know put him up against the very best workers in the company so i'm thinking of feuds against the likes of uh, kenta or or tanahashi or or even you know, jay white people like that rather than oh let's stick him in the ring with okada and ishii and Hiromu and Naito yeah probably
0: you know in if if we're fantasy booking (laughs) and we know how much I love doing that um like that like writing it down in a piece of paper in a notebook is far more sexier than the idea of punk in, in like a g1 right it's um, the ideas of of the dream matchups, you know, I think uh, I don't want to say his appeal loses its luster because I think he could pull it off. I think he's just such a, a a smart pro wrestling mind, and like he could find a way to do something that maybe something that wasn't done before in in constructing you know twelve matches in a month span. Um I wouldn't put anything past him, you know. And I think he – and look, I don't know. I don't know what he's done pro wrestling training-wise. I mean, obviously, he's done his MMA stuff, but even that seems like it was in a very far (laughs) – in the rearview mirror. So I don't know what training he does. I mean, he looked good. He looked like the the regular punk. You know, he's never going to be a jacked-up guy. He's never going to be a – the, the pro wrestler build—that's not why people love him. People love him because he looks a little bit—you know—he looks like a fit guy. Um, but yeah, I think I'm in I'm in the same camp as usual when it comes to this. If if he's used, he's he's Big Show Punk, you know, and and I think that's the wisest thing to do. Um, and again, he's going to have plenty of commitments with with AEW. <laughs> he's going to have you know, he's back to a tour, being a touring wrestler. Which is think about that. That's that's exciting to me. Like again, he, you mentioned he's more known for his, his you know, um, style and 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 I don't want to say psychology, but you know his his promos and his you know what he can do to construct a match, as opposed to being the flippy do guy and and or and or the guy who's just. Straight up, going to give you that five star Okada classic match. That's not to say that he can't do it. I know, he certainly can, and he has in the past. You know, again, a long time ago, a long time ago, many years, and again, pro wrestling years are like dog years. <sighs> uh, let let's, let me let me just say, I don't. I'm not counting him out in any way, shape, or form in anything that he wants to do. I'll, I'll go so far as to say that I think he's that kind of he has he has that kind of mental framework where if he fucking puts his mind to it, I think he could do just about anything.
1: Yeah. So aside from that, I mean, it's been a fairly quiet week certainly in the New Japan perspective. Uh, we have uh, a few road to shows, well, uh, summer struggle shows at uh, Corrigan Hall. This week, but uh, I mean, as we know, a Korakuen Hall <coughs> show these days doesn't mean what it did in the past. You know, these are shows that are put on to help New Japan balance the book. So we're not looking for sort of killer lineups. Uh, so to that end, actually, we do have a couple of interesting things. So on Friday, we've got uh, Hiromu's comeback match. He'll Ooh. be wrestling Doki in a singles match, which I think will be interesting because they had a really good match in Best of Super Juniors last year that I enjoyed. And we've also got a special singles match between Robbie Eagles and Master Watto. <laughs> Aside from that, it's it's a lot of tag matches. And the caveat to this being that Shingo, presumably still dealing with his COVID. Um, a lot of Bullet Club and LIJ wrestlers are in quarantine after a, a recent outbreak. Uh, Hiroshi Tamahashi coming back from the USA, uh, presumably still quarantining. <clears throat> and Ibushi, um, not 100% yet because he had his aspirating uh, pneumonia so uh you know we're not oh come
0: on i know you're upset about abushi but he's going to be fine i know I'm it famous, seems
1: uh, i know uh,
0: uh, look i know it so- seems like it's it's that's it's, it's been a while for him i know i know it, i know it's but you know it is what it is i just don't know what what he what shape he's going to be in esther when he gets back into the ring uh, he's certainly not going to be in 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 ring shape. Uh, there's a big difference between running a treadmill and running you know, laps and doing all that and then doing that and then taking bumps uh, in a pro wrestling match. So I'm not expecting much when he comes back either. Right. It's been a while. He's been at He's, he's been on the shelf for a while with this. <sighs> Man, it, look, it was bound to happen, but this company from a Japanese perspective, man, they're on the ropes. They're on the fucking ropes right now with all this, all the COVID coming through. And Shingo has been out for a while. I don't know. Something, something's, something's not right here, Joel. Something's not right, Joel and Esther.
1: Yeah. I mean, my point is that it, these are not must watch shows. The, these shows are not for us, you know, the, the viewers at home They're you know, to, to generate a bit of revenue in ticket sales and, and live receipts. But, um, The other interesting thing from these cards is that we have a couple of new dojo boys, which uh, I think is very interesting because it's been a while. We had Yuto Nakashima making his debut a few months ago, uh, managed to fuck up his shoulder in the opening 15 (laughs) seconds of his match, and we haven't seen him since, but hopefully he's on the men. We've seen him doing his ringside duties. Uh, But we've got uh, two new Young Lions debuting, Ryohei Oiwa and Kosei Fujita, who debuted today. Uh, we don't know a great deal about each other. They're going to be wrestling each other this week. was uh, 22 years old, 180 centimeters, 90 kilograms, started off as an amateur mat wrestling in middle school, continued through college, ranked third in the JOC Nationals in 2018 at 86 kilos, participated in December 2020 tryouts and only entered the dojo in April, so very, very new. Um, and Fujita also joined in April, uh, with passing the December 2020 tryouts. He's only 19 years old. 178 centimeters, 83 kilograms wrestled through high school, winning the Jersey Western and Central Japan Freestyle Tournament at 80 kilos. So these guys, they they've got the wrestling backgrounds. They're young, um, presumably very talented. Uh, in terms of their sort of size, that that seems like on the sort of threshold of being a, a junior or a heavyweight. I sort of maybe lean towards heavyweight because they're young lads; they're going to fill out a bit. But uh, you know, it's one of these things, Damon, where you get new young lines, and then you watch the shows, and you're watching them wrestling each other, and kind of like desperately trying to have a take. Like, oh, exactly. I've got to provide some insight on this 10 minute match where they're using like the most basic moves uh, imaginable.
0: This guy's going to be a star, man. Guy, <laughs> yeah, oh, I gonna... know that
1: the way oh. <laughs> <laughs> you look at the way he does, you know the the his. Submissions, he's gonna yeah. be a submissions specialist. Or, yeah. oh, look at the, the snap in his moves. Like, <laughs> yeah, there's not a great deal that you can say <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> when you're watching young minds at the start of their career, is that
0: right? Uh, no, uh, to me, there's not and anyway. So, uh, sorry, I, I don't have the trained eye that that everyone else does. Um, uh, but I'll, sometimes I just want to get on here and be like, you know, they're gonna suck. 'Cause everybody's gonna be like, oh, yeah, they're gonna be really good. They haven't even watched them. Oh yeah,
1: yeah, Watch one match and completely write them off. This guy's a fucking bust. Get right. him out of the dojo. Tweet it right. at New Japan. Right. right, right. I just want to take I just want to take that
0: side because everyone loves the to, 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 to pound their chest up. How how they they're gonna find the, you know. they 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 were the first one on board. Uh, get
1: up the we should rally all our friends in Tokyo to buy tickets go to the shows boop, and just boop. like f- ignore the no shouting thing and just say "Your shit ah your shit ah <laughs> and just bully them out of the company
0: yeah we wouldn't be the first time we did something <laughs>
1: um
0: look it's um uh, again I've said before the, the, the thing that I look for when it comes to especially these early early matches in a young Lions career Uh um, Connection with the crowd, right? That's the one thing I look for. Um, can they can they at least make me care? Um, that's you know, the Boston Crabs and the the Headlocks and the all of that. Okay. But again, you need to be able to connect with the crowd. And that takes time as well. But that's what I look for. I look, do they have a personality at all? I mean, again. Young lions, they they do their best to shave that off and and build from a start, a clean slate. But uh, I, you know, you look for something like that. You look for something like that because, again, aside from getting into the ring and totally fucking botching move after move after move and working the wrong side of the body or I don't know, um, it's hard to to for me to sit there and be like, oh yeah, that guy's going to be a star and that guy's not going to be a star. Um, I just look for little things for to be able to make a connection. Um, and maybe sometimes that's the hardest thing to do that I'm evaluating them on early. But um, yeah, that's what I'm looking for. Just get out there, try to shake the nerves off. There's, I'm sure there'll be plenty. Um, but just see what you can do to to become yourself in the ring.
1: I'm looking at the tweets now just to see people sort of tie themselves into knots trying to do exactly what we just talked about. Um, I'm not going to name the person. Real solid debut from Oiwa Fujita who looked the more aggressive of the two, but Oiwa did a better job of connecting with the crowd. <laughs> it's like, I love that the people can tell this from watching like one five-minute match. <laughs> uh, I mean, listen, everybody's, look, they're just
0: looking for, for the take. Nobody, uh, uh, can I ask you this? Go back in the history of tweet. I don't even think there was Twitter, so I don't, what do I know? But like, I'm sure, is there like a Kowato tweet out there you know star, a big big star first match you know or, or first one for fucking uh Hiromo, you know I you, you
1: know what I might have actually written a voices of wrestling review for the debuts of um Uwema and Suji Really? Cuz I remember that, that yeah that's when I it was around um New Japan Cup 2018. Oh. So I I'll dig through that. Yeah, I, I'm
0: curious Mr. 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 Big Shot over here making fun of people. Making, it, I like the
1: I like to hear what you wrote. Are you? Are you? Yeah, it'll be stuff? something like Yota Suji is going to be a junior champion <laughs> by twenty twenty. Right, these guys are going to headline the dome. Uh, Yuya Emra is a bust. He's going <laughs> to <laughs> he'll end up in Big Japan. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: It's funny. I got um, I got uh, a fight TV, fighting TV, fighting Spirit TV, whatever the fuck it is, the Japanese wrestling channel, um. A lot of Big Japan still. <laughs> Every time I turn it on, Big Japan show from like two thousand and fucking thirteen. Boy, they like to bleed. <laughs> Yo, they 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 really like to bleed. I don't know if you know about that about Big Japan. They love to bleed. Lordy, Lou. Um, I think really was a bit of this, like, I, and then I was again. I'm on this whole, whole old wrestling kick, '80s wrestling kick. Watching, um, I watched one Starcade. And Joel, uh, it was the one before Night of the Sky, which had to be like 85. I kid you not. Every match had blood. Every single match had blood. <laughs> Everybody was bleeding. I mean, they must have bought a box of blades because everyone's bleeding. You know, like, I understand that in a lot of cases, this is a you know the blow off to a, a few that they've been building for months. Everyone is bleeding. <laughs> I feel like I feel like it was a requirement for fans at Ringside to start gigging. Because <laughs> everybody's fucking referees are bleeding. Everybody's bleeding. This reminded me of Big Japan.
1: Big Japan 86. It was Crockett, it, it felt like. Have you ever been to one of their Big Live Japan? shows and experienced that in the flesh?
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. A few quite a few of them actually. Um I mean more than three. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the main events are they're they're a spectacle, man. Like, and and the, here's the thing: they're good and they build drama, and they're, they're good at that. I I just I always just question like what goes wrong in a person's life that they say, okay, this is the career path I'm I've chosen. I'm going to jump into shards of glass. And again. Not just like a one-off where Chris Jericho just, you know, bites the pillow and says, "All right, fucking, give me it." It's these guys are doing it like on a, on a weekly, monthly basis. It's just unbelievable, some of this shit. And again, their bodies show scars and. Mm. Yeah, I went to one. Um, the main event. It had like the uh, the spikes on the board. You know, it's like those gigantic nails. And they're taking bumps on it and and the, the people that bring people at, I would never buy a ringside seat to a big Japan Pro Wrestling show. I am always in the balcony. Like I'm always in the bleachers. You've got to get your tetanus shot before <laughs> oh if you God. do want to sit there. Seriously, the glass that's flying like, again, little tiny shards of glass. I mean, there's people that bring plastic tarps. It's ridiculous. Like I just like I just I don't know. But here's the thing, though. Every time I went to a big Japan show, I always had a good time. I always had a, I guess. I guess it's the car crash element of it, like you know. And again, the it's, it's it, it is there is some f- type of art to it, Joel, because you know every main event I've seen has been very good, and and they they also had you know uh, for a while there a pretty decent big man main event circle, you know. Um, so, yeah. But I just thought I'd bring that up. I was just like, "This again." People talk about the blood and the gore. Well, there's plenty of blood and gore all over professional wrestling throughout time. And and, and again, imagine only like a WrestleMania, everyone bleeds. <laughs> you know what I mean? Fucking crazy. All right, enough of that. Where where are we going here, Joel? We we don't have that much to talk about today, do we?
1: No. Um. Well, no. Having just touched on. This uh, fresh meat for Suzuki Goon. Oh, yeah, I know where you're going with it. Show me these two young lines. Uh, speaking of getting fresh meat delivered to your doorstep, how about that get fresh, Damon? Get fresh. We can get fresh.
0: All you got to say is the word. You got to say the word. It's hello, fresh. Hello, fresh. Hey, well, Why did I think it was get fresh? <laughs> <laughs> well, you're going to get fresh when you say hello, fresh. Hello, fresh. Yeah. Hello, that's right. Hello, fresh, right? That's 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 what that's what we're talking about here. Our good friends at Hello Fresh, joining on board the Super J Cast, and uh, you're probably wondering at home, my goodness, this is a uh, this is a podcast that talks about uh, grooming of uh, of testicular regions, and and now Hello Fresh. That's a weird pairing. I don't think it is. I really don't because Hello Fresh, you got to get fresh, pre measured ingredients mouth-watering seasonal recipes, and, and they delivered right to your door, right? I'm a lazy guy. This sounds right up my alley. And trust me, I've tried a lot of these mail-in food services. And for me, HelloFresh is the one. I love them. I've used them. Use them. And I think they're a great value. Skip strips to the grocery store. You can count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and, keyword affordable that's why it's america's number one meal kit and damon's on board uh fresh uh vegetables fresh fruits fresh meats all delivered to your doorstep easy cooking directions it's just it's a it's a breeze i mean it's like you know getting meals delivered except you're you're doing the cooking which again you you make it healthy you you control the salt you control the seasoning and and you and it's fun, you know. You're cooking things that you might not have ever cooked before in your life. And they give you really simple, easy-to-follow instructions to do so. Uh, Hello, HelloFresh's Fresh, uh, family-friendly menu. It's a big win for back-to-school season for those of you little ones uh, with easy, delicious recipes for drama-free dinners. Uh, they offer 50 menu and market items to choose from every single week. Uh, they got everything from vegetarian meals, calorie smart choices, to extra sm- uh, extra special gourmet options. Gourmet options—you're cooking gourmet meals, kids, at home. There's something for everyone to enjoy, but the recipes designed and tested by professional chefs and nutritional experts—it's going to ensure deliciousness and simplicity. How about that? Now listen. You know we're not going to leave you empty-handed, right? So HelloFresh, you're thinking, all right, this sounds pretty good. I always wanted to try one of these, um, make my life a little bit easier, Uh, have some tasty dinners, not just have a fucking bowl of cereal for dinner, right? How about this? Here's what I want you to do. Go to HelloFresh.com slash V-O-W-14. That's vow 14 V-O-W-14. HelloFresh.com slash V-O-W-14, and use that code, V-O-W-14. Now listen to this. For up to 14 free meals, including free shipping. Let me repeat that. HelloFresh.com slash V-O-W-14. You're going to use the promo code V-O-W-14 for up to 14 free meals, including free shipping. I can't imagine a better deal if you're on the fence, and again, some people are. Some people are, you know, they want to explore with it and say, I'm not sure. How's it work? Go! HelloFresh.com slash VOW14. Use that promo code VOW14 for up to 14 free meals. I mean, you're really going to get a good sample. Highly encourage the voice Uh it's highly encouraged uh, to uh, for me to voice the following. It's America's number one meal kit. Free shipping. If you use that, V-O-W co- that code VOW14, again, HelloFresh.com slash VOW14, it's very important that I say 14 free meals, and it's very important that I say free shipping, and it's very important to say that Damon uses this And it's very important to say that I guarantee you'll love it too. Again, our good friends at HelloFresh, welcome aboard. Fantastic stuff. Get in on this. I can't imagine that. Now's the time to get in. HelloFresh. Again, I'll say it one more time. HelloFresh.com slash VOW14. Use that code VOW14 for up to 14 free meals including free shipping.
1: Thanks again to our friends. HelloFresh. Great stuff. I'm looking forward to seeing some pictures of uh, yourself or any mm. listeners out there who have used uh, HelloFresh, what you've been cooking. Definitely send it our way. i will be very interested to see that. I like yeah, I'd like, like to, to see, see some of bef- oh, yeah. yeah, we do like that. So, yeah, you get on board. We have a whole channel for it in our Discord.
0: Do you really? Oh, that's pretty awesome. I'm telling you. Well, I mean, we have the the food one, but we have one dedicated exclusively to HelloFresh. We could, we <laughs> could, we could have it sponsored. Um, yeah, I like to see pictures. I like to see that. I can't. That's a pretty good deal, Joel, isn't it? I mean, I mean, seriously, with a code, you're really getting a taste of what this this service is all about and how it can fit into your life. And yeah, I mean, that's that's a
1: great job, HelloFresh. Yeah, absolutely. If I live in the States, I'll be all over that. So um, get involved, people. That's a great deal. Um, okay, so just going to be sort of bouncing around all over the place, digging into the, the mailbag here. Got a few questions... Circling back to Rapongi 3K. We talked about their breakup last week. Uh, Louis says, did you guys watch the interview with Yo with his reactions on what Show did to him? I'm not the biggest Rapongi 3K fan, but I felt sad for Yo watching it. I'm actually looking forward to Yo and Show's eventual match. Hayden says, where do you see Show going as far as factions go? I think United Empire is the most logical step. Uh, Dr. Gary says, with Show being a naughty boy, does that mean he's automatically out of chaos? Does he join a new faction or go it alone for a while? So yeah, I did watch the interview yeah it, w- it was nicely done it was good to sort of shine a bit of a light on yo because i felt that angle it was it was all about show wasn't it and yeah. he's always been the the more hyped of the two so it was good to get yo's reaction to it and put the spotlight on him a bit and we can empathize with him and it d- did sound from that little video interview thing that they are going to have a feud so i'm just curious as to what your thoughts are and how you think this is going to play out? Like, uh, if they're going to feud, presumably Sho is going to be staying in the junior division for a while. Um, I don't know if th- that might be a feud and a program that they want to attach the IWGP junior heavyweight title to. So I don't know if there's a possibility of um, Robbie Eagles losing it to Sho or Yo at some point. Um, and in terms of factions, yeah, I mean, everyone talks about United Empire. They don't have a junior at the moment. So uh, I could see that happening. Suzuki-gun, have already got what, three juniors already? They probably don't need one. Mm-hmm. Um, L.I.J. obviously is not a good fit. Um, so Bullet Club, yeah, they've got plenty of juniors as well. So, yeah, I suppose, um, if he's not being a, uh, if he's not going to fly solo, then United Empire seems like a fairly likely destination out of all the factions. All
0: right. Would it be weird for him to still be in chaos and feud with Yo?
1: Um, We've seen... I'm just trying to think back to when Jay White started turning on everyone in chaos. He did go straight into Bullet Club, didn't he? Yeah. So, yeah, I think it would be unusual to have uh, someone turning heel in what is a predominantly babyface faction. Right. That would be odd.
0: And maybe, you know, again, my idea is just to have the, the, you know, everybody's not only looking for a Roppongi 3K split and happy that that happened, but there's a lot of people that are kind of over chaos, right? They're, they're, they'd like to see that in some way. And we've always heard little rumblings of, uh, you know, that their time is uh, coming to an end soon. So I don't know, that might be a, uh, you know, a good way to have a little inner inner faction split as well. Um I think what is telling though is that more people are looking forward to what is next for both those guys than the actual feud itself right I don't think people are nearly as excited for the feud itself and the matches itself as opposed to what is next for show or in what is next for yo um and I think that the 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 hesitation people have is that is this going to be one of those wet fart feuds where it's just okay, you know, it happened, right? And I and I really would hope that this feud would be again, a feud that that leaves its mark on both people's careers. Cuz I think it really needs to happen. Because in one case, I mean, everybody's earmarked show to be this star, but Yo is going to get left in the fucking dust um, if he doesn't find a way to not only come out of this feud hotter than he was, but to maintain that. Like, what is he going to do? And I think that's really the, the, the issue, right? It's not so much show because people feel like they can stick show and it's Yo. Like, what do you do with fucking yo? And because you're in a dangerous spot here, of having a guy just be there, and that's pro wrestling, you know, purgatory, no, and nobody wants that. <laughs> I think people would rather fall their f- and just stink on ice and have people just the, to not have people care about you is the worst. So, yeah, I think. Where do these where uh, that's but I I don't have that answer because truth be told, I really kind of want to know what happens with this feud. Because if this feud, as I eloquently described it as a wet fart, (laughs) if it becomes that, what's the point? What do you do? How do you fix it? How do you make them more interesting? What what's the story? How do we because if this doesn't do it, a feud with a guy that he's been with his entire career? doesn't like the spark. I don't know what does.
1: Maybe Sho sees the error of his ways and apologizes to Yo and they make friends again. And oh, Jesus up. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be a swerve. No one would be expecting that. That's true. Imagine that. For k 3K,
0: 3K. Uh, I do don't think anybody wants that. I don't think anybody wants that. But uh, to answer the question, yeah, I guess show the 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 most... Easy puzzle piece is is United Kingdom, right? I guess that would be it. I mean, I don't know the connection they have. For like, how would they make that happen? He just he just shows up, and I'm in. Um, that I don't know, but we'll see. We'll see about that. Um, but it is it is definitely one of those things where you're holding your breath, hoping that they find a way to make this this feud work. Again, the two people that are in the ring are very talented pro wrestlers. It's it's okay, this is a feud. Let's make it a feud. This is you we can't just let it be this petering, sputtering thing. It's gotta jump start both guys' careers.
1: Yeah, agreed. So um keeping a close eye on that one and hoping we get something interesting from both guys. Let's touch on Summer Struggle USA from New Japan Strong. So we're reaching the tail end of these tapings with no fans. I believe we've got one more this Friday, and then we get to see some of the juicy stuff. Uh, still avoiding the spoilers, Damon.
0: Oh, yeah? Okay. Uh, so
1: we open up with the Alex Coglin Challenge Match Series where Matt Morris came out to make the challenge and defeated Alex Coglin in 8 minutes 32 seconds with a director's cut. So Matt Morris, formerly known as Aiden English, he did commentary at Resurgence as well, uh Matt as he's known uh, Alex Kozlov I'm, he doesn't have to talk fucking nonsense Damon <laughs> you know, so, some of the stuff he, like, throughout this match so uh, creamy he, he's he's describing Matt Morris he says he's creamy like a lemon meringue pie he's talking about buying new rice cookers talking oh. about being friends with Juice Robinson he has got to be the worst guy on commentary since Lanny Poffo <laughs> and I have not seen any notable improvement from him he's just to half the time he's just talking Utter shit.
0: Yeah, I think he drives Rocky Romero to the arena. <laughs> That's how he's. Has he got photos? <laughs> <laughs> I, I Get like, a money bag. <laughs> uh, who knows? I. I mean, pro wrestling favors. Uh, are, it's. I mean, it's something that that is the history of pro wrestling. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know why this this is continuing. Really don't. I know Kevin Kelly's got to be pulling out whatever hair he's got left on his head, uh, or maybe, he's, maybe. He's, but here's the thing: he's he's we're, we're like Strong's past the point where we're just doing this for for elbows and the ribs and giggles. You know
1: what I mean? Yeah, people are starting to take it seriously, and if they want to be taken seriously and take that next step, then that is something I think they've got to fix because it is just it's so distracting for me. I, I get
0: it. Yeah, I'm 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 in, I'm in the same boat. So maybe they do with these with these live tapings. You know, maybe they do. Maybe maybe uh, uh, resurgence was one of those things where it's like, okay, let's get your feet wet. Let's get the let's get you comfortable in front of a microphone, and maybe we have that situation. I don't know, but yeah, something has to be done. But again, you know, it's it's he's a rocky guy. You know, Rocky's running the show they have to see it though they have they, they have to listen to the show right like they have to know that this is not a good fit right they have to know this right
1: yeah I mean everyone you know this is not exactly a hot take anyone who watches strong like the for, for first time viewers that's one of the first things they talk about they're like what is up with the commentary this is ridiculous Yeah. so I don't know maybe this is why we're seeing more of Matt Morris. Um, I mean, we saw him in this match here, which I thought was pretty good, actually. I was impressed. He, he is incredibly pale. I mean, he's so pale that you could clearly see uh, Alex Coglin's handprint on his chest after a few chops. Um, I, and I thought Matt Morris was fine. Like, he's not going to move the needle, I think, but uh, a, a useful roster's guy to have around, especially if he can do commentary as well. I don't know if that's where he's, he, he's going to be slotted in long term. But I do like the way that they're bringing in fresh names each time. It seems every time there's a a, a taping of these strong episodes that there's someone new in there, which is exciting. It is.
0: Do you think that ends? Do you think that we're seeing the end of that kind of where strong was? No,
1: no, no I think it's going to continue. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we, uh, I mean, um, we're seeing,
0: we're going to see it with like AEW guys, but do you think, do you think we see Because before it seemed like it was, you know, the indie destination. Um, do, do those slots get filled up with, dare I say, bigger names um, and there's not enough room for those guys that are on the indie scene ready to make a name for themselves, et cetera, et cetera?
1: I don't know because it hasn't trended that way. It, it, you know The guys that they were using right from Jump Street, they're still using them. Uh, they haven't ditched anyone. They're, you know The only names that have disappeared were the two guys who went off to NXT.
0: Right, they went off their own, yeah.
1: Yeah. So even, you know, the day one people, they're still around and you know, if they're serious about making this a, a viable brand for the company, then I think having that depth in the roster is is no bad thing at all. Is there any
0: and I haven't heard any new new word. I think it's important that this company finds a way to hold on to talent. And I think that was one of our biggest complaints like when 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 we saw this thing start to show some life was the the ability to hang on to those people um and not just make stars and then have them go running off in a distance now i think pro wrestling landscape has changed in the past year where one option is entirely more sexier than the other but again if it whatever whatever con is is right in the checks Look, if if someone signs with AEW, there is a very good chance they could they could continue with Strong, right? So if there is a, I don't know, is is this is this a best of both worlds scenario where New Japan doesn't necessarily have to foot the bill and still use the talent?
1: I think so because I'm just having a look in the notes here because someone asked an interesting question about this and, and bringing in new talent and exclusivity. But it was Josh from We Work Stiff. He says, does New Japan need to further show their commitment to Strong? by signing talent to be strong boys, maybe going after the ghost of Adam Cole, sign wrestlers to be primarily affiliated with strong as opposed to AW talent sharing or New Japan main roster talent to avoid that distinction. Not a slight on the current strong roster or guys like Rosset, et cetera, but the idea being to actually invest in signing a top free agent or two to be a strong top guy, someone who may work elsewhere or over in Japan in time, but is a definitive strong guy. I mean, I I think a lot of the appeal for these Guys, you know guys like Will Utah or Fred Jäger or Daniel Garcia. The appeal is that they can work a number of different companies. They can do some AW. They can work a strong taping. They can go and work for other US independents. So, I mean, I don't see. I mean, what what are we looking at here? Like them signing someone and asking them to be, you know, exclusive to Strong. I, I don't think that's going to happen. Right. Um, and why would you? I, yeah. And I think the sort of the high end for that is someone like Fred Rosser who I, you know I haven't looked, but he does seem to be working primarily in New Japan strong. but I think for you know the example given for someone like Adam Cole, I think that's going to be a really tough sell to say, yeah. hey, you know we're expecting you to work New Japan strong for the majority of your uh, you know your contract. I think that's very difficult. and also something any a big star like Adam Cole will be wanting big money big money. Right. Yeah, and but- I don't think New Japan are looking to spend that amount of money at the moment. So no, it's not something I can see happening.
0: Right. Like that that was. I think that is the biggest sticking point. Is where is New Japan getting the money for this? Right. Again, are they, they going to go to, to Daddy Booshi Road and say we got Adam Cole, and they're going to look at him like I don't know what the fucking Adam Cole is? How much? You haven't made any money in the past two years. We are not signing. Dick Adam,
1: the, the, the guy who wrestled a singles match here at Wrestle Kingdom Eleven. Remember? No, uh, we, we have no recollection of that. Yeah, no,
0: no, people that were there, me included, have no recollection of that. Um, look, that's going to be a tough sell, right? This is a company that we do a podcast for, that we are, we support, and you know, we're we're critical, love at the same time um that is running shows on a shoestring budget you know periodically live events at full capacity you know it's this is not they got they got bigger fish to i can't say they got bigger fish to fry and i understand the idea of well you put you know if you invest in the wrestlers then the people will come and then you sell the arenas and then you can get more wrestlers i understand that but we're, we're, this company is not at that point yet. I, d- I don't feel. I, I don't feel. I don't think they're ready for that kind of thing. So the idea of hey, can we borrow this guy for a show or two to pop a house and then you know kind of grease the wheel and get the engine running? Yeah, I, th- I see that being more realistic than I'm going to lock this guy down to a two year contract. Even though, yeah. even though, uh, again, again, I think the big fear was Joel was the idea of the WWE signing talent like if we have a working relationship with the AEW let them foot the bill i i don't think anybody has any problem with that it's the idea of oh they signed a WWE and they're gone for 3 years and you know you just you know pretend they don't exist because they don't exist um that's that's the point i think but if you have a working relationship with all these different organizations and Again, you don't necessarily – you could split the costs. I don't care. I mean, I just think it's a more economical way to go until you're back at a point where you're able to run shows at full capacity and the revenue stream is coming in again. Um, And I don't think they're at that point right now.
1: Yeah, and I think that sort of freedom and flexibility is the best way that we are going to tempt guys away from WWE because being able to work as many dates as you like and – make as much or as little as money as you want, I think that is a, a big draw. You know, that's a big a, a appealing factor from people who think, you know, what? I don't want to be tied down to WWE for the rest of my life. I want to be able to pick and choose where I work, when I work, work as many companies as I like. And yeah, that's something I think is to the benefit of the independent US wrestling scene. I think that's part of the reason why it looks so healthy right now because, People have that freedom and flexibility to to do what they want. So I think that's something that should continue. And and we saw uh, a lot of this talent in the second match of New Japan Strong. We had a a six-man match. TJP, Renarita, Clark Connors beating the team of Daniel Garcia, Fred Jai, Fred Rosser. It was Renarita who got the pin over Daniel Garcia with the Narita special number four um You know, I hyped up Daniel Garcia. I liked what I saw, but we we did see very very little from him in this six man match. So I I hope we get to see more. He's very he's very long, very rangy guy, big sort of flailing strikes with a snap hard. That, that's why I say if I've got no insight. I just use the word snap. Yeah. Uh, but I do, I do I hope he gets more work in New Japan. I think he should be a guy uh, aiming for best of the super juniors next year if he's not already tied down by AEW because he is doing a lot of work for them. Uh, I like the narrator and Fred Rosser feud continuing. It's helping to add a new dimension for Ren, who, who got up to this point, hasn't been given a, a sustained feud like this. And that is, you know, one of those um, strings you need to add to your bow when you're out on excursion. So that's going to be really good for him. And I, you know, I do enjoy uh, Fred Russell winding him up with his big shit-eating grin. And I thought Fred J. High was, was notably impressive here. We saw a bit more from him than usual. Nice... Uh, snappy office. <laughs> but yeah, you know, this, this this is good stuff. I I liked it. So uh again, you know, one of my favorite parts of Strong is seeing these, you know, smorgasbord of talent, Dojo talent, local talent, American indie talent, veterans mixing it up in these 6-man tag matches. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, Multiverse Aces with Daniel Garcia being on Strong along with wrestling Minoru Suzuki That's correct. for West Coast Pro on October 8th. What would be your dream scenario for him in NJPW? Uh, as, as I mentioned before, I think a realistic aim for him and for New Japan should be try and get him in best of super juniors for next year. I think he could be a real breakout star there. You know, they basically follow a similar trajectory to Robbie Eagles, who's the guy they brought in. I think at first he was tagging with Ishimori, wasn't he, in a, a super junior tag league. So, you know, that ship's already sell, but I, I definitely think you could be aiming for best of the super juniors next year if, you know, fingers crossed uh, travel arrangements permit it.
0: Yeah. Well, look, there's a reason why, you know, you look back at guys who are outside the New Japan bubble and people are excited to have them be a part of the show. And it's always these independent matches, whether it be, you know, a Rev Pro match or um, a Ring of Honor match or something like that, where it's, you know, if they've got their eye on someone. They put them in matches like this. Um, I don't think that there is any... There should be any shock, um, if you're a fan of this guy, to expect him in a New Japan ring soon, right? Um, the Suzuki match was one that I was like, ooh. Yeah, Suzuki's doing like a little mini tour in October. He's He'll be in Atlantic City around my way. So uh, I definitely will take a ride out there too uh, to see that. So I don't know if we're going to get that same matchup. But yeah, I saw that online. And I was like, well, looks like, looks like this guy's getting a little the old the old scouting treatment <laughs> the old the old test match, and uh, Suzuki will, will come back with a full uh scouting report and uh I'm sure we'll see him in a new Japan ring shortly after that match
1: and our main event was the West Coast Wrecking Crew, Royce Isaacs and Jarell Nelson, defeating Violence no, no. Unlimited, Chris Dickinson no. and Brody King. Uh, Royce Isaacs pinning Chris Dickinson following movie on the roof. It, this was a good sort of old school psychology tag match uh, with West Coast Wrecking Crew showing that their tag synergy and experience, and the fact that they got matching tights, uh, gives them the edge over the maybe the, the individual superiority of Dickinson and King, who they still feel like two singles guys rather than a cohesive tag team. You know, maybe, maybe that's by intention. They are adding some team moves to their arsenal, but uh, that was the story here. And and this is a really big win for West Coast Wrecking Cry. I like the fact that the the company getting behind them, giving them some momentum, and telling the story that by aligning themselves with Team Filthy, uh, now they're able to beat Violence Unlimited, who they lost to in the uh, Tag Team Turbulence tournament when, when they were good guys. So... Again, I'd like to see these little storyline progressions, these little beats uh, developing on New Japan Strong, and a big fan of West Coast Wrecking Crew. So I hope we get to see more of them.
0: Yep, me too. Me too. Um, and again, you mentioned that these, these were the last tapings of this block, so you know we'll have the live crowd back. Um, well, not back, but for the first time. Um, so that that should be exciting. Um, and again, I kind of was privy to a, a little bit of spoilers and again, I'm not gonna mention anything for for Joel he's doing an excellent job keeping himself uh out of harm's way when it comes to that but uh, yeah these these next couple shows should be pretty good and again just on paper for what you what you say um exciting definitely uh good times at strong so uh interesting things around the corner next week and in the weeks to follow with the with the new batch of TV tapings.
1: Violent Skipping asks, uh, last week Damon talked about the quality of Strong rivaling other US promotions with the success of, uh, not to mention relationship with AEW, how long before we're we looking at a TV deal? And that is my question. I, I don't know, I still feel like th- this is an area of growth for, an area for growth for New Japan. It's something they've, they've not been very good at, is getting those TV deals. And I still feel that they're quite a way away from getting a, a US mm-hmm. TV deal.
0: They are. They are. Um because the landscape of u s television is you know it, you know the big buzz around was you know people are looking networks are looking for sports programming, cheap sports programming, and, and pro wrestling traditionally would fall under that category, right um The problem is is that the sports networks themselves are are kind of drying up um and the options aren't really that out there. And, you know, it's not going to be a deal where people are tripping over themselves to hand New Japan Pro Wrestling money um, for a show. In fact, it would more than likely be some type of break even uh, at this point. And again, we're not talking about an ESPN. We're not talking about a uh, TNT. We're not talking about any of that. Um I think right now and I hate to say it but the 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 best option for New Japan wouldn't be their own TV show. Let's let me take that back. It wouldn't hurt if they had their own TV show on an access TV or you know a secondary tier cable network. But they're going to get more eyeballs on AEW. <laughs> I hate to say it. Right? They're going to get more eyeballs on TNT uh, than their own show. And again, their own show is good to have to build an audience piggybacking off of people showing up on AEW and kind of like what Impact did. But you know, I'd like to see Impact numbers. Has Impact numbers improved dramatically? I, I would guess that it did. I think more people talk about Impact with... Kenny's involvement and Good Brothers' involvement and Young Bucks' involvement and all that. I th- You know, Mox. I think people a little bit more on their radar. I think that's the best way to go. I think that's the best yeah, way I to mean,
1: go. Yeah, the, the blueprints there with using guys like John Moxley and exactly what you said, just piggybacking off that buzz for them that is built up on AEW to get fans... Casual fans, you know, maybe fans who haven't watched uh, any Strong or New Japan of USA before say, hey, you you know, you like John Moxley, you like CM Punk or, or whoever. Why don't you check them out on Strong or on this uh, New Japan US show wrestling this New Japan guy? Yep. So I think, yeah, I agree with you that that is the, the most sound strategy. And it's, it's worked for them thus far with the way they've used Mox. Yep.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> um, but it is, again, it It's ego. Like New Japan fans don't want to hear that because they want New Japan to succeed on their own. And there was a part a few years ago where that was a possibility and we were we were an ass hair away from that, that happening. That's that's that was the past. We are not the same company um, and we have to rebuild and we have to regrow and we have to re- get back in front of people and the the, the place where the most eyeballs and not only that, but with a, with a company that has a, a firm understanding of what New Japan Pro Wrestling is, is AEW, and then piggyback off of that, have your own show. Whether that's strong, whether that's what, a new show, whatever the case may be, on a secondary cable network, where okay, we're not making a ton of money off of this TV program. It's not like there, uh, you know, you know, bags of money are coming our way, but it is a vehicle that we can use to get our, our guys over for the live events.
1: Kyle probably says, do you have a read on the Japanese fans' reaction to Strong as a show? I don't. I mean, I asked um, Kuma on Twitter, who's doing a tremendous job translating stuff between Japanese and English for the, the two fandoms. And the, the impression they get is that after resurgence, Japanese fans are starting to sit up and take notice of it. I mean, the fact that they offered live commentary for that they had Hiromi doing that and and is a, a step in the right direction so I think from this point onwards with fans in the house I guess similar to the way more western fans are starting to pay attention to it we're we're going to see that heading in the same direction yeah
0: I mean the, the, the that big show helped <laughs> right the resurgence helped um and 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 every one of those is going to help
1: I mean um I mean I wonder actually the the choice of having Lance Archer in the main event how much of that was with an eye towards uh Japanese fans because obviously he'll be someone that the Japanese fans were are familiar with so yeah I don't know about that
0: um uh, yeah I mean I I, I mean uh, trust me I'm not digging around as much as as Joel does online but you know what um I mean I've seen people excited about Strong does
1: is isn't um Manabu? He's he's into it, right? Yes. Yeah. I don't know anyone who's watched it and disliked it. It's one of those things. Like I you know, there's two types of people. There's people who love strong and people who haven't watched it yet. Right. <laughs> That's a great point. That's a great point. All right, good.
0: Um and but the only way they can watch it is Oh, they can watch it on the network, right?
1: Yeah, all the shows are on the network. Yes, okay. yeah, and uh, every episode of Strong has got Japanese commentary as well. So there you go. Uh, there's definitely the market for it there. Uh, ben says, if you could take one New Japan strong talent to compete in this year's G1, who would you take? I mean, I've probably said this plenty of times before. I think Tom Lawler is is the guy. And piggybacking off that, another question from MGC Universe. says, what can be done to further elevate the Strong title? And what are your general thoughts of Filthy Tom as a wrestler, slash performer, slash face of the company? Where do you see him in the future? I think he's really starting to put it together. I've noticed uh, a significant improvement in his promos over the last year. Maybe a little bit unsure of himself at first, but now he's really grown into the role and he's a lot more confident on the mic. And to me, that was the, the sort of missing piece for him. So now he's started to put all that together. The sky's the limit, really. I see absolutely no reason why uh, he shouldn't if you know travel permitting, be making trips over to Japan because I think he's a guy who would be very popular with uh, the domestic crowd there, and uh, yeah, so he he would be one guy if I could pluck out of strong and pluck them in the G1, he'd be the guy, and hopefully, he sticks around with the company for many years to come. I would say him
0: on my shirt list, I would say him, I would say Chris Dickinson, I would say, um. Not necessarily G one, but I I I do think there's a place for Lee Rush. Um Brody King, Brody he King. Right you could put you could put on that short list for G one. Sure, absolutely. Um, so I, I I think that I think they have lots of options. I mean, the one I think dark horse, or you know, uh, might be. Um, Oh, why did I forget his name? God almighty, he's uh Team Filthy. Big guy. He reminds me of Albert. Oh, J.R. Kratos. Yeah. Like I, I think he might be a good fit. Um
1: What do you think of Rosser? Uh I Yeah, see? It's 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 funny because I I don't want to say like he's not G1 standard because I think when we see the G1 lineups this year, we'll see, see that. that <laughs> exactly. The standard that we have in mind has probably dropped uh, given the circumstances. I mean, why not? Give him a chance. I, I would like to see his loyalty being rewarded. I would have absolutely no problems with him being plugged into the G1 next year. You know, people bitch and moan. I mean, again,
0: we're talking about a different time and a different place and all that, but There are plenty of people that, you know, at first glance, you're like, oh, that guy, right? I mean, Jeff Cobb, you could probably say people complained when they popped him in there. Elgin, people complained when they popped him in there. Um, And I I think they did pretty well for themselves. I mean, Jeff struggled at times, but you don't know until you're in there, right? It could it could be a plus. I, let's put it this way: I don't think if if they they put him in there, people would have these super huge expectations. And if he overachieved, that's a win, right? If he overachieved, that would be a win. Like if he came out with like two bangers, I think everybody would be thrilled. And then he he didn't embarrass himself in the other you know, ten matches, but he found a way for two really great matches. I think everybody would go, uh,
1: everybody would be very pleased with that, right? I would be. Yeah, I think he's more than earned the chance to do that. And I think he will have the opportunities in the coming months to show that, well, whether or not he is up to that standard when we get big names flying over from Japan, which it seems that's that direction of traffic is uh, more free than people going from the States to Japan. You know, right. we're seeing guys like, Taguchi and Phantasma, Ishii, Tanahashi, what have you, flying over to the States. So I think there's going to be opportunities for Fred Ross to show what he's made of and maybe prove a lot of people wrong there. Well, they got to get their vaccine, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because hard to come by um, in, in Asia. Um, okay. Uh, uh, yeah, wait, sorry, go ahead.
0: Uh, no, I'm just going to throw this out there. Um,
1: are you excited for G1? Uh no, yeah, not really. Um, I think. I mean, I'm expecting to hear the lineups at these uh Cebu Dome shows. Right. that's the speculation. That night one we're going to get the 20 names, and night two we'll get the blocks and the dates. And I think, you know, I would love to see at least one exciting name, one curveball in there, just to sort of freshen things up a bit. Because if it is just 20 guys who are on the current Japan-based roster, then it's going to be quite dry. Yeah, I think. but I mean, of course, you're, you're going to get bangers, and the matches themselves will be really good. But in terms of buzz, it's it's cold, isn't it?
0: It is ice cold. I feel it feels like, and it's G one. Um, yeah, they need they need a couple surprises, Joe. They need to they they need to recognize that right. They need a couple of surprise names just to get people's mouths watering over G1. Because right now it ain't happening.
1: We have a few G1-related questions, actually. I'm going to drop them in now. All uh, right. And now it's coming from the conversation. Sloth says, assuming the states does not shut down again, um, should New Japan move the G1 to the States in front of fans maybe just the Northeast specifically Hammerstein ECW Arena Finals and MSG just examples I'm not asking if they would but rather if they should Dan says the G1 swiftly becoming a tournament with a lot of mouths to feed considering you have guys from Japan and America and then all the unsigned wrestlers in AW impact on ROH to a lesser degree. How do you, Jets, feel about a potential G1 qualifying series of sorts? The usuals from New Japan to get their spot, but the guys on the bubble have to qualify for a singles match or something might be a way to keep the lineups interesting. And that is my question. Yeah, it's. We touched on this last week. It's not going to happen. Sort of logistically, I think that's something you need to plan far in advance. But I think something that they could do, I don't see why not, why they couldn't have like a little. Uh, u.s based block like a u.s block i mean obviously i'm not saying that they should take the g1 climates out of japan because as we talked about before it is new japan pro wrestling and that is their lifeblood you know the the, the home support so the, the tournament is not going to be leaving japan but um do you think that they've got the the talent and the infrastructure to run like a, a parallel competition in the states
0: like a c block um they do you know you think of the names that are between osprey and jay white and i mean, could they do something like that
1: maybe a single elimination tournament would be easier logistically to work because you know if you're doing blocks of 10 then you're requiring a lot of dates a lot of venues um you're looking to have these wrestlers keeping their schedules free for an extended period of time so if it was just like you know Brackets, thirty-two guys or sixteen guys or whatever, similar to the sort of Super J Cup or the New Japan Cup USA. Maybe that might be more workable. I just
0: don't see how we could pull it off. Like I'm just trying to, like even if you had guys that are in the United States and they're in the G1, right? They would how many? They would have to eventually wrestle some of the guys in Japan, right? You bring the guys in Japan over, like? Don't you think it's weird the names that are in the United States during October? It's just, you know, hmm. it is weird. I, maybe they got something up their sleeves, Joel. Maybe they have something figured out. I don't see how they can pull it off, though, when it comes to anything US-based. it's just I just don't know how you can pull it off. Uh, I I mean, people have to go to Japan, and that's, that's the sticking point right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, hypothetically, I would like, if they continue to do these double-dome shows, I'd like the idea of having you know, G1 USA winner face off against someone on night one. And then G1 Japan winner faces the champion. And then the, the winners of that meet in night two, something like that. I don't know. But uh, yeah, it feels like again, this is just, yeah, yeah go ahead. no,
0: I was just going to say, which it feels like you're fucking, we're, we're trying to stick a, a square peg in a round hole. You know what I mean? True, true. It's, it's, and I understand we're, you got to make do, but it just, it, it becomes a certain breaking point where it's like, okay, th- is this really the G1 anymore? You know?
1: I had an idea that might be fun, actually. I don't know what you think about this. But uh, with uh, an eye on next year, if we're optimistic and thinking next year travel is going to open up and we might get a a sexy G1, Mm -hmm. maybe some kind of G1 draft where we've got a list of all the guys who've wrestled in a New Japan show over the last 12 months. And we each take turns to pick 10 guys to make a G1 block. That could, you know, conceivably happen next year. That might be fun. I don't know if that's the sort of thing you would be into, but uh, just an idea that popped into my head to get people excited about a post-pandemic new Japan world. I'm
0: excited. I'm more excited about a post-pandemic new Japan world than I am about a pandemic new Japan world. <laughs> Let's put it that way, um, yes. So, I, I mean, we only have a few short weeks to go before these announcements. So, again, I just cross my fingers and hope that. They got something up their sleeves. I really do.
1: Quick one here. Uh, Ultimate Wrestling Trivia says, would you rather have the New Japan of America roster or the Japan roster? Uh, I mean, I, I think the US roster has sort of crept up on the Japan one, but I still think you know, the Japan one is has got most of the, the talent and the big names there.
0: Yeah, I'll take Japan. Zack, Taichi, Ibushi, Shingo, Okada. Uh, yeah, I mean... We're doing okay over there. <laughs> I mean, talent wise, we're yeah. We're do- and again, that's not to sneeze at Osprey and 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 Jay and uh, if Ishi's over there hanging out, uh, yeah, I think Japan still has has the roster.
1: Okay, uh, some Discord questions. Booze says, "How mad are you if you're Yota Tsuji watching?" Oh my goodness, oh,
0: that's a hajus
1: question. Jesus. <laughs> How mad <laughs> well, are you if you're Suji watching Yuya Uemra get the pin at Resurgence and adopted by Shibata at Resurgence? And that is my question. Do you think Suji was watching that Uemra stuff at Resurgence thinking, fuck, I wish that was me. Why isn't that me? Why have I been sent to the fucking UK? <laughs> I
0: what's the, the early returns? I, I haven't heard I haven't heard uh, a lot of glowing returns uh on the uh on the Rev Pro excursion. Uh, yeah, I mean that was a nice little spotlight thing. That was a big moment. I'm telling you, that was a nice little moment, you know, with the T-shirt thing and all. I dug that. I don't know, I don't know if everybody else got into it as much as I did, but I definitely felt that one. Um, yeah, I mean, UK scene isn't was isn't what it once was, is it? <laughs> it's a little little. They've gone through some tough times over there, so um, yeah. I mean, listen, he's gonna, he's gonna. He's going to hang out there. <laughs> That's
1: the best I can say. He's yeah, going just to hang don't, there. don't let him hang out with the NXT UK guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. bad news. Okay, uh, Mix or Plick says, I think I'll always consider New Japan my home promotion, but clap crowds have been hard for me. Let's do something positive during the dark times. Uh, give us a New Japan wrestler for a three-month or so tour with AEW right now. The crowds are molten, and there's perhaps nothing we can't do if we turn our eyes to mutual benefit. My vote is to send Ishii. That was my pet. Fucking- there we go. That was my pick. And he's going over, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, that was my pick. Uh,
0: all right, so let me pick another one. But that, that right off the top of my head was like, okay, that would be fucking really good. Um, how about, all right, they're in Japan right now. How about Zach? Yes.
1: Yeah. And that would wouldn't be that great, be fucking think, something. Especially like the promos, yeah. the promo battles, him going up against other guys who have, Really confident and as- as- putting the acerbic wits against each other. I think that'll be a lot of fun. Mm. Would you like, I mean, That would open up a
0: Zach Bry. If uh, rumors are true,
1: that would be something, right? Oh, that is a match. Like, if the Danielson rumors are true, that's got to be inevitable. Like, both guys will probably oh, be yeah, just on sh- the phone. Like, <laughs> Let's right, it. this. We've got to do this match. Right. Yeah.
0: That would be sexy. I would be, that would be, that would be something I would be tuning into religiously. No doubt.
1: Uh, Yoni Steam says, question for Joel, is British Jewish food or if you're from somewhere else, is the Jewish cuisine similar to US Jewish cuisine? I don't know. I can't speak to either really because I don't, you know, I'm when I lived in the UK, I wasn't a huge part of the the Jewish community there. It's something that is just like sort of a personal family thing. I like, you know, I don't go to synagogue or anything. I don't, Mm -hmm pray or whatever but I I like to celebrate the, the cultural aspects of it like the festivals and the meals and the songs and the stories I think that's something that's worth passing on to to my family so yeah just for sort of the, the big festivals we had a nice time last year during Hanukkah we took Esther to a, a big Jewish celebration they had here in Bangkok and eating the, the latkes the sort of fried potato pancake things and donuts and stuff like that and a, a Big fan, of course, of uh, smoked salmon and cream cheese bagels. I don't know if I'm allowed to claim those as Jewish cuisine, but uh, certainly when we went to New York uh, a couple of years ago, that was a (laughs) a moment of awakening my cultural heritage. It's not really something I ate much when I was not in uh, before I went to the US, but then when I tried them in like a proper Jewish deli, I was like, wow, this is good. Because like when I was a kid and I went to a Jewish primary school because my mum taught there, uh, I wasn't. I didn't like the food, but I, I don't think I saw the best of the food there. So. It's something that now is good that I can sort of pick and choose the the best elements of it to share and enjoy.
0: Yeah, you can't judge a uh, a cuisine of a nation and a uh, and a region by their school lunch. <laughs> Imagine if Americans did that; that'd be great. Man, this hot ham and cheese sandwich, this hot dog, banging. Uh, yeah, that's a good, that's a good question. I. uh I do like the uh, the salmon and the bagel and the cream cheese. That's for sure. We got a uh, place probably like 10 minutes. Oh, so fucking good. I might get one this weekend. Really fucking great. The caper. Oh, yeah. I might be on my radar this weekend.
1: All right, uh, another question. QQAAXX says, after Ooh. the pathetic opener, at QQAAXX, oh, after the pathetic opener at Grand Slam, you're now in charge of the next three KOPW defences. Give us your fun choices. Um, okay, so give us, um, I guess, do we, if we have to have Chase Owens as the champion, can you think of an opponent for Chase and a stipulation that you would be like, hell yeah, now we're talking, this is the KOPW that I wanted?
0: Uh, no, (laughs) um, boy, what would I want? What would be my ideal scenario for this fucking meaningless hunk of shit, bore, waste of space? Nonsense. Um, I mean, they're, they're, they're bottom of the card people. So let's go with Loser Leaves Town. (laughs) Uh, No Disqualification Bunkhouse Match. Come dressed as you are. Bring on your denim and your ripped T-shirt and your taped fists. Loser gets their head shaved and I want it between Chase Owens who desperately needs to remove that thinning hairline of his, <laughs> finally commit and just get rid of it because it ain't coming back. And I would say Master Watto to
1: lose <laughs> <I was not laughs> expecting that.
0: a balding Master Watto to look even more awful than he already does. That would be my hype. That would be it. A bunkhouse match, Chase Owens, because he can get the Texas spin on it, right? Lights out, bunkhouse match, no DQ. Loser, bald-headed geek. Boom. Saved the division.
1: I I'll Give me a light-tube death match. With, okay, so we're taking Chase against dockey Wow. And I want them both of them just pissing bloods. All over the room. God almighty. They're kidneys. Not literally. <laughs> like, Figuratively. No, that's never good. Uh, I want a scaffold
0: match between the two, and I want them both pushed off.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Punjabi prison match. <laughs> uh, okay. Andrew says, do you think President Harold May would have done a better job steering the ship in New Japan progressing through these unprecedented times? I think wow. That's question. Great question.
0: That is your question. Um, you know, I, I, I'll give you a solid I don't know. Because I don't know if that regime would – Look, Strong could have very easily have been just a a blind squirrel finding a nut, a broken clock being right two times a day. Whatever fucking dumb saying you want to say, they struck gold with something that, quite honestly, I don't think anybody projected or anticipated covid made them think outside the box i think you can thank covid more for new japan thinking outside the box partnering with 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 uh wrestling organizations that they may not have in the past or if they had some type of relationship it was a soured relationship um uh, yeah um Let's put it this way. Aside from... Not even... Look, let's be truthful. Let's lay our fucking cards on the table. That Madison Square Garden show was built off of the idea of people believing, and we knew it wasn't the case, and we tried to warn you, that Kenny the Bucks were going to be at Madison Square Garden, right? We can all acknowledge that, right? We can all acknowledge that.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, that's on Harold's back, right? And the Harold regime's back. Um. So no, to answer your question, and again, do I know every tiny detail of it? No. But from what we do know and what we have seen, and and how history has played out, it didn't. And f- unless things changed and cooler heads prevailed, would we be sitting here talking about these potential sexy matchups and partnering with a red hot AEW? I don't know if we would.
1: Yeah. I tend to agree I think this is just one of those things where and I suspect the way things have played out just allowing more uh, what's the word I'm looking for sort of the power being uh, devolved to Rocky and his team he's got going there has led to things improving in the States and does that happen under Harold May when Obari is still in charge of the New Japan US division I'm not sure that it does who knows
0: right right again if 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 look like the pro wrestlers worked it out <laughs> you know to a large degree um but again the the buck stops at the top so you have to assume that it wouldn't because it didn't because it was so fucked up in the past that there was a little bit of stuff that had to be ironed out it has some shit had to be had to be fixed some relationships had to be nurtured Uh, and that was not happening under
1: Harold. Okay, El Destructo says, with a new belt and lineage, have the ceilings for some wrestlers reset, specifically someone like Taichi. I couldn't see him holding the IWGP heavyweight belt, but now with a new lineage and people like Shingo and Evil being focused in the last few years, maybe he could win the IWGP world heavyweight belt. If so, are there any other wrestlers you think may have had their ceilings raised recently? Well, I think, again, I hate
0: to say it, but the company is going to do things that might be outside of their normal operating procedures because of the fact that they were caught between a rock and a hard place with COVID. Um, no, I don't think Shingo would have been a world champion if it wasn't for the fact that their roster is depleted. They needed a change. They have a guy who could really fucking go, that the fans enjoyed, the fans like. Um, that, that, it doesn't necessarily have to have the pressures of drawing a house. He um, can just have good matches, and the houses are going to take care of themselves until these things get cleared up. Uh, does that mean that everyone now has that opportunity? I still think it. I, I. I don't know. I mean, again, I sat here for years saying that that title was, you know, only a few people get it. Ba 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 ba. Okay. There, there's a few names in the past couple of years that I wouldn't have thought would be in the running. They got their their cup of coffee with it. So I can't say no. I can't see it, but I can't say no. But I think the more that that they figure out how to operate in this world that, that we live in, um, th- those opportunities might dwindle just because – Again, at that time, they had no fucking idea what they were going to do. They had no idea if a month from now they were going to have a show. You know, how do you book? How do you how do you long-term you know, the, the big thing with New Japan was always that all oh, that long-term booking and this leads to this and this and the how do you do that when shows are getting canceled left and right at the last minute? You got to think of your feet. You got to have fucking three or four notebooks, don't you? So, I mean that Provides opportunity, I guess, just to shake things up, just to keep people eyeballs on it. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. But, uh, again, I can't say no definitely, but I think that window is closing. And I don't think Tai Chi is the guy that would be – if you're just naming a name, I don't think they're, they're, you're going to see a Tai Chi win the heavyweight title anytime soon.
1: I think maybe under this new title, we could see Chi challenging for it. I could see him being a filler challenger, you know, like yep. a, a castle attack or a Don Taco or something. And yeah, maybe new fresh guys like a Jeff Cobb, someone who you could throw into the mix, who maybe wouldn't have got a look in, in the <laughs> IWGP heavyweight title days. <laughs> 11 <laughs> <Yeah.
0: laughs> like what an asshole. What a terrible uh, take. Okay.
1: Classic Catch says, following up on the last show, as given AW just sold out the United Center, how many hours would it take for an AW New Japan Super Show to sell out Lincoln Financial Field? Great question, Lincoln Financial Field, the home of the Philadelphia Eagles. So we're looking at sixty
0: to 70,000-seat football stadium, Joel. Uh, AEW, New Japan, Super Show. Link. You got to figure the big names are coming out for this, Joel, right? So again, we talked about it before. Punk. Jericho. Omega. Okada Tanahashi That's a big building to sell I know I was all hyped on it before I mean it would have to be the sexiest It would have to be a very sexy show And and, and they got to bring in every big name They got I think they could do it dude Am I, am I on my fucking skull If they, I mean, they got to have some pretty big programs in their back pocket. Do you think they could do a 60,000-seat outdoor arena? I mean, they sold United Center out in seconds. Again, that was the idea of Punk's return. Let's see what – see, we can't say – let's see what Punk does a month from now or two months from now. Is he still that much of a needle mover? But in a sexy program, I think they could do it, dude. If it's a
1: destination. Yeah, I think if you put on like your, your biggest matches, like Omega-Okada, Omega-Ibushi, uh, I don't know, let's say Punk, CM Punk against, I don't know, J.Y., Danielson against Zach, I don't know. Or basically, you've got to Okada, pick best for four. If right. they put on the best put four. The very sexiest matches that they could, I think they could do it.
0: Yep. I do too. I'm being optimistic. That would be, I mean, if there's an a outdoor stadium show, Joel, are you there? Would you make the trip to the United States?
1: Uh I mean travel, school holidays and everything permitting, mm. then yeah, I would.
0: I would too. I would absolutely do that. I would go I would go to that stadium show without question. I would yeah. Yeah, that would be fucking great. No, 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 that would be fun. That would be fun. Uh, why can't they just
1: do that? Why don't you just why guys do that? Just fucking do it. It's coming. I'm sure it's got to be coming. So much money on the table. There's so much money on the fucking table.
0: <sighs> they got to be planning it, right? They got to be planning. It. All right. Let, fingers crossed. Let's hope. Let's hope. And not only that, let's hope there's some new Japan involvement in that. You know what I mean? And not just like match three. Yano versus fucking. <laughs> you know. But let, let's let's get the sexiness involved in this. But uh oh, wouldn't that be great? Fantastic.
1: Rika Tatsumi says is job going to be the Udro or Okada for his fantasy football league. Uh, probably the Udro. I haven't <laughs> I haven't had the best start because same thing that always happens. I put too much faith in Arsenal, and I think, oh, oh. this Arsenal player is going to be good. Oh, Kiratini's is going to be good. or oh, Pepe is going to have a good start, and of course, we just end up being absolute shit. And that that's what costs me in fantasy football, being an Arsenal fan. But hopefully, I've learned my lesson early this year and <laughs> dropped all the Arsenal players, and, and might actually get some decent scores. But uh, yeah, it's looking more more Udro at the moment, but uh, we'll see. Uh, Classic catch says, who's a bigger nerd, Great Okan or Kenny Omega? And that is my question. Um, There's a sexy match for your (laughs) your stadium show. Kenny Omega and Great Okan in an anime nerd off. Um, I feel that Kenny Omega, is his sort of nerd fandom is is stuff that is more, got more sort of cultural cachet. You know, things like Final Fantasy or or Undertale, things that there's a, a wider fan base for. Than Okan, who seems to be into like these really niche uh, Japanese animes and mangas that not many people have heard of, so I would say, uh, yeah, great Okan. Who, I, I think he's a bigger nerd. Uh,
0: I'll agree. <laughs> <laughs> Take my word
1: for it. <laughs> yep. um, okay, Elder Striker says hockey question for ah, hockey Joel. Nice. Is Damon serious about making Joel learn the NHL? If so, accordingly invite Joel to hop on the bandwagon. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> yeah, agree. Uh, invite you to hop on the back wagon of my beloved Colorado Avalanche. He oh. may not like to spend money on Arsenal, but he's built a very good team in Colorado. So, would you like to be a Colorado Avalanche fan? That is my question. Damon, should I be a Colorado Avalanche fan?
0: They, they, they're my West Coast team. Let's put it that way. So, uh, they're fun. They have lots of young talent. Um, they're in the mix. They're, they're, they're kind of like the Leafs in the sense of. Good regular season, fun watching them. Uh struggle in the playoffs. They can't get over the hump. Um Colorado's a fun team, dude. And they got a cool logo. I think you might like the logo. Look at the Colorado Avalanche logo. It's a, it's a cool logo. Uh and they are the former Quebec Nordiques, which is one of my favorite teams. Uh back in the day. Not a bad pick, Joel. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, if you're not gonna if you're not gonna be on with the Leafs which you should because you need to have experienced more heartbreak in your life. Um Colorado's not a bad pick. Colorado's not a bad pick.
1: Do well, I what is the do do? I don't understand what the do do's are for. Do do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> classic catch. Another one says he's Tanahashi, the actual most valuable wrestler for New Japan this year. And that is my question. Uh, he is I, I think the way things are planned out, they they didn't plan for it to be this way. But I think he is the guy who has been sort of the the safety net where things have fallen apart for New Japan and the plans have gone awry. Tanahashi's been the guy that they can rely on.
0: Yeah, always <laughs> for his entire career. And I said it before, previous show. Like there are great wrestlers, and then there are like the ultra superstar the 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 top of the the ladder the the Mount Rushmore and he's one of them because again when times are tough you lean on certain people to get you through and to deliver you know I can't say it's easy to deliver when times are great it's never easy to deliver but when times are great I think there's a little bit less pressure than when times are uneasy and uncertain and when you lean on a person like that that's a rock that's a <laughs> literally and figuratively, uh, it, it, it's it's somebody who's – that can get you through, uh, and he's always been that guy. So, uh, again, to me, he's – Hiroshi Tanahashi, to me, is the greatest pro wrestler of all time, period. Uh, and then you can make your arguments, you know, different time periods and different – but to me, Hiroshi Tanahashi is the greatest pro wrestler of all time.
1: Okay, I'm going to dip into some of the Twitter questions then. Oh, uh, in Ring Art says, why not have Shingo win the G1 by beating Osprey in the final to Avengers loss? Then he picks Naito as his opponent at Wrestle Kingdom. Could be a good storyline in which he calls out Naito for taking things too tranquilo lately. Luis says, an all-L.I.J. main event match for the Tokyo Dome. Is it possible, Shingo versus Naito? So, have you got any early thoughts on uh, G1 winners and, and Tokyo Dome main events?
0: Um, I mean, without seeing lineups and all that, again my thought process was, was Naito winning, right? Um, uh, and now that with Will talking about being the champion and never being beaten, et cetera, et cetera, uh, you think he's in the mix and then you also have Shingo, you know, we're in the mix as well if, when it comes to wrestle kingdom time. So, um, either somebody's got to lose a belt or if we're doing the, the double, you know, double belt night at the dome, um, you know, you have that idea of, okay, Shingo versus X, Will versus Y, the winners meet up and we're fighting over the real championship. Um, and I think in that mix is Naito, and in that mix is Shingo, and in that mix is Will. And I, I think Okada's in that mix as well. Makes sense. Um, so again, to me, I think Naito wins it just... Again, trying to get from point A to point B, Naito wins it. You already have Will and Shingo holding belts, and Okada's a, a perfectly logical person to for Will to uh, get past to uh, make it that final night. Uh,
1: Bash, let's take a question from Bash. Oh. Wishing you better. He's uh, not not been very well recently. <coughs> So uh, best wishes (laughs) over to you, Bash. It says, my first time I ever watched the two big Dragon Gate shows, knowing Shingo's roots were from there and him giving a tribute to the Speed Stars final. Did you both catch it? I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, You mentioned the JR decision needs, the junior division needs some more spice. So who would you guys pick from there to do the best of the Super Juniors tour at the end of the year? So did you catch the, I think this is what Masato Yoshino's retirement and... Was there? Is there anyone from Dragon Gate who's catching your eye who you would like to see in New Japan? I
0: couldn't tell you. F- no, I mean, and I, I just, I just haven't really watched it, so I would be. I no. <laughs> do you? Do you watch? Do you watch Dragon Gate? Uh,
1: no, no. Oh, no, no.
0: uh, I see. I feel bad. Like the guy is really not doing well physically, and, uh, and a lot of uh, a lot of concern. And now we're just like nope, can't answer your question.
1: <laughs> okay, there's another question from him. <laughs> I'm good, just going kind of in the background. A okay, question for gaming, Joel. Are you planning to play Streets of Rage 4 on the PS4, Ooh. especially with the new DLC added? And would you recommend Damon to play it since he enjoyed Streets of Rage 2 games? Uh, Damon, yeah, I think you really like Streets of Rage 4 because it keeps the same spirit of the original game, like mechanically, very very similar. But yeah, a tr- tremendous fun. Uh, <laughs> would I play it on the PS4? Um, Possibly. I, once I finish Persona Five, I'm going to be playing Yakuza. I've got Yakuza Zero, so I'm very excited about that. So maybe uh, after I've done that, I might fire up Streets of Rage Four again. Uh, on can I get 4, it right but... now,
0: but... Streets of Rage Four? Yeah, it's it's available. Yes, I, I, I will buy it this week.
1: Excellent, and then we can talk about it um, on next week's show.
0: Maybe we can play. Can is there online? Oh, that's games? a good idea. No. But
1: there don't is, I have yeah. to get don't I have to get that
0: nonsense subscription?
1: I don't know
0: to be able to play online. Not Listen yeah.
1: Listeners let us know.
0: Yeah, let us know how we can play Street of Rage 4. Me and Joel. That would be fun. I would be into that. But again, don't they have to like I had to like buy that subscription thing to be able to play online? And then I can teach you hockey and then you can teach me FIFA. And then you can That might be fun, dude. I might be into this.
1: We could do a Twitch stream. <laughs> no, not doing a Twitch stream. <laughs> Come on, I want to do a Twitch uh, stream. I
0: want to get dressed up in little bunny
1: ears. <laughs> I think you look very, very cute. Thank you. Um, okay, I'm going to f- finish off here. Right, uh, so what I usually do with the questions is I put them in order of how I receive them, and then I sort of work through the oldest ones 1st Or something. pick and choose. Right. Whatever, that's not important. But the, the point is, Ant- Antonio sent us a question last week, oh. which I didn't get around to and he's annoyed. Oh! Uh, So, VIP! Okay, I I need to go now. I need to go. Right right (laughs) now. Antonio, right now I need to leave. (laughs) Yeah, sorry. (laughs) redcircle.com forward slash shows forward slash super dash j dash cast. You know, I'm not going to do the plugs this week. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Goodbye. See you. (laughs) Yeah, I've got to go. All right, dude. I'll I'll take it. Bye. bye. (laughs) Bye.